You're listening to The Watchers, a show where two women from opposite ends of New Jersey watch TV about New Jersey. I'm Jody, And I'm Andrea. And this season, we're talking about the Showtime series Yellow Jackets. Today, we're recapping season two, episode three, Digestif. Andrea, have you ever been to uh, Colonial Williamsburg? <laughs> have you ever churned butter? I thought you were going to ask if I'd ever peeled the skin off a human Oh, corpse. God. And I'll tell you what. You asked three questions. Well, you asked two questions, but I'll tell you that the answer to some of those is yes. Um, it's the, it's have, the butter churning, right? Not the skin peeling? Not the skin okay. peeling. I have been to Colonial Williamsburg. I have churned butter, though not at Colonial Williamsburg. Just at home. <laughs> That's what we do in South Jersey. <laughs> no, there's a place. This is why. So if we are building a case for where these girls are from, I think mostly it points toward North Jersey. And we'll get into the recap. Sure. But. They're from the shore. Do you have anywhere? Oh, I, yeah. They're definitely an eastern Jersey. No, but We do not have anywhere to churn butter so in, in northern s- New Jersey that sa- I know of. In South Jersey, there's a place. I don't even know if it's still open. But it's called Old Stonehouse Village. Okay. And it is where I went in first grade and churned butter and made paper. And we made sun tea and pickles. Oh. Yeah, it was. It's like a very sweet, like quaint. Yeah, I think that's we probably had, what you guys think. What you what North Jersey just thinks South Jersey does generally, yeah. but it was a field trip. We had um, Wild West City, <laughs> where they would have gun duels in the streets. Have you ever been to Wild West City? Yeah, we went on school trips. It's I, we I went to Wild West City when I was in elementary school. We went to Wild West City and we went to Space Farms. I didn't know anything about either of those places until I started, you know, consorting yeah. with North Jersey folk. The fact that Wild West City is a real thing and still exists, I'm pretty yeah. sure, is unbelievable. Yeah. And they would have, like, you know, your little class of eight-year-olds come and watch people dueling in the street. What did you learn? Fake guns. I don't think so. Anything. <laughs> what, what, what would we have possibly learned? I just remember it being very, very dusty. And it was... <laughs> That's what I picture. Yeah, and that we could get out of school for the day. I mean, well, that's pretty good. I have a friend um, who is from Tuckerton, and they are of the belief that, did you know Tuckerton, first of all, is a place in New Jersey, Jody? Sure. <laughs> and Tuckerton is e- like southeast Jersey, big time. So it would fit okay. the shore. It's not, it's not a shore town, but it's much closer to the shore. But it fits both of our arguments the only thing that i uh can't reconcile is if those girls are from tuckerton they have seen cedar water before yeah i'm convinced they're like for me right near asbury like i just think they're somewhere near the shore but not like belmar point pleasant shore town like they're a little bit inland that makes sense to me i buy it that's my guess should we talk about the show? <laughs> I, mean, I guess. We could also just talk about the episode. Tiny, tiny towns in New Jersey. I mean, I could talk about Wild West City for a long time. <laughs> they have panning for gold. I'm looking on the website. You can pan for gold. So I think what we're going to do this time is what we did last time, which seemed to work well. We are going mm-hmm. to start with 96, talk through what happened in 1996, and then jump to 2021. And separate them from each other because it just seems to flow better and be less confusing. And I don't remember because I watched all of season one so quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't like pacing is hard for me to really remember. 
But it feels like this season has really slowed down quite a bit in terms of uh, just like the progression of time. And so we really only, even though they're broken up into quite a few scenes, there are really only a few moments in both 96 and 2021. So to hop back and forth is really chopping it up for the purposes of our conversation. I also, though, think I'm not sure. I've I know I've seen the comments about how this season is slower. This episode in particular, people were saying like nothing happened. They, they just hate people. Like I, I needed a break. Like I I'm happy. I was so happy to have an episode to just hang out with Misty and Walter, mm-hmm. to have a baby shower. To ha- like it just I needed it. So I understand if people are unhappy, but. It, it was what I needed, personally. I think there's plenty to um, sink our proverbial teeth into here. I think yeah. this episode gave us a ton. I, I saw a few people who were really angry and like thought it was a waste of time and said nothing happened. Yeah. And I don't think that's what this is here. And I'm also thinking, like, in terms of the mystery and stuff of this show, and I, mystery is not even really the right word at this point, I don't think, but the kind of questions that it's raising for us, how much can we be expected for them to give us three episodes into the second season of what we think yeah. is going to be a five season? Right. Because, because, like we said last time, like we didn't think we were going to get to the cannibalism this fast. Right, right. And now that we're there, like I just... I'm happy. I'm just happy to have a quieter episode that mm-hmm. allows us to kind of see a little bit of the aftermath to get to know some people a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I like was gleeful at certain yeah. moments oh, yeah. for for some, you know. I love this episode. Yeah, I did too. Should we start with the beginning? Yeah. So we open on a really disgusting shot of Jackie's hand uh what's left of it what's left of it dripping I, that dripping thing is it comes up n- a number of times in this show this yeah. time around yeah absolutely. and this it starts right here in the first scene because her hand is literally dripping it's mm-hmm. disgusting um and we're kind of seeing how bad off ben actually is right from the beginning this episode didn't have some of the same visual effects that I kind of complained about last time. Mm-hmm. The only thing it really has is this like VCR glitch yeah. that they do every time Ben is like kind of mentally jumping back and forth between mm-hmm. the present and the past. Um, and this is going on over images that Ben is kind of reliving of them eating Jackie. Ben wasn't, Ben hasn't been doing well for no. quite a while. And this, what happened last night in this show, um, in the timeline of the show, is really seems to have pushed him over the edge where he was like teetering in the first place or already. Yeah, I saw um, I think it was the actor was saying that I saw an interview with him where he said that one like thinking about why he didn't partake. Right. Mm-hmm. We can assume, oh, the horror of seeing that happening. He wasn't, like, he was slower to get out to the body. So, like, everybody had dove in and he, like, was horrified by it. But what he said, which I thought was super interesting, was one of the reasons that to him Ben didn't partake is because he was thinking about what would happen if they got rescued. Right. And 
the right. accountability of it all yeah. and how if he had partaken, it would be even worse for him as the only adult there. Right. Like it's one thing to kind of lose control of over the group and they go nuts and do this. But if he's also doing it, it sort of like there's a part of him that's like, if we ever get rescued, I'm going to have to explain what happened because right. I'm the only adult. Well, and and we know that he's thinking about that because he comments on yeah. it a little later when they yep. when they talk about moving Jackie's bones, which we'll get to in just a few yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, so I, it's interesting you know, when we see how hopeless he seems to be, but that part of him is also still thinking about rescue. That's that's interesting. It seems to me yeah. like he's really given up otherwise. It does seem like that. I mean, he barely moves this whole episode. Like, he goes outside briefly, but most of the time is spent in bed, kind of flashing back to, you know, before they left for the tournament. Mm -hmm. So we get to meet Paul. Paul. We get to see Ben and his boyfriend. And I would like to quote a text message that I got from you. I don't don't remember what I said. Yesterday, when you started to watch, I got a text that said, I'm going in. And then the very first text after that is Ben and Paul looking like my two dads. <laughs> they really, really They really do. did. Like, that like 90s hair that's like oh almost a mullet, but not quite. Ben has perfect 90s face. Yes. And hair. And hair. I mean, the hair is a big part of why his face looks so 90s. But he yeah. just, he hits he's perfect they're listening to uh 10,000 maniacs yeah we we talked about 10,000 maniacs when you yeah. were on left to the dial last week yeah i know um, that reminded me of that i was thinking about the the lyrics to that song mm-hmm. and it's a very warm like positive song if you think about it through any filter other than a show like this because yeah. it's one of the lines in it is um you see the signs and know their meaning. It's true. You'll know how it was meant to be. Hear the signs and know they're speaking to you. <laughs> right. And in the song, it's so cheerful and sweet. Yeah. that It does not feel that way with no. the lens of this show. It's true that you are touched by something that will grow and bloom in you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, it's just such a sweet scene. So, like, Paul yeah. is cooking soup for the chowder bake-off. It's a chowder uh, fest. The chowder it's fest. A it's a chowder fest. Right. The chowder fest. <laughs> Um, I very much related to Paul in this moment. He said, if I could relax about anything ever, I promise you I would. (laughs) And then Ben says he minored in chillaxing. He minored in chillaxing. And he says it pretty genuinely. It's so cute. It's they're just just nerds. Yeah, they're an immediately likable couple. Paul, Paul, I found him very endearing. Just out the gate. Very stressed about the chowder that does not have cumin. It also did not look like chowder. It looked like chicken soup. <laughs> well, I live in New England now. That was that's not chowder. What color is your chowder? Is it the white chowder oh, in New Rhode England? Rhode Island is a Rhode Island is its own weird thing. Oh, it's 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 neither. Don't ask. It's gross. What other kinds? What other color? It's clear. Look oh. it up after this. It's awful. Um, it's clear. I prefer the New England clam chowder but that was not chowder regardless unless yeah. maybe he's from rhode island and it was some weird <laughs> rhode island chowder but it looked like chicken soup which threw me off for a second oh. um oh jody this looks bad i know there's some some things you don't need to reinvent sorry to rhode island but this looks bad yeah no rhode island's got a lot of good stuff that's not one of them um anyway so <laughs> 
we're getting these flashes of Ben's past, this, this very like beautiful nostalgic scene. They're in uh, Paul's loft apartment in New York City. It seems a very nice apartment mm-hmm. for New York. We don't um, know what Paul does for a living. He's a writer. Oh, that's right. He's a writer in New York. We don't know what kind of writing. That could mean anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, you know, if it's 96... That's true, too. Apartments in New York were a hell of a lot cheaper then. Mm-hmm. Not cheap, but they were definitely yeah. more affordable in some and neighborhoods. who knows what borough. Right. He's. It's flashing back and forth between Ben and then Ben on the bed and then the Jackie's hand still dripping, mm-hmm. which is really unpleasant. It's the first... So then the first, like real like thing that happens in in 96 in the wilderness is ty comes outside and Mm -hmm. as we all thought ty was not present other ty was there um for dinner last night yep yeah nat's on the porch and uh ty comes out and is like starts yelling about what happened to jackie but yeah so van says you were sitting right next to me and talking to so this is the mm-hmm. thing I think that's interesting about this. We have been seeing Ty quote unquote sleepwalking, right, right, but not speaking to anyone right, really. Right. In this episode, suddenly we see she's talking. She's she's a full other person, mm-hmm. not just Ty asleep. Right, right. In this moment, Ty not being present for the eating is hard for Ty. But it yeah. also means that they, that Nat and Van have to address it because yeah. they have to tell Ty what happened. Like everybody's being kind of like quiet around it. And obviously you don't want to revisit what happened right. that night, but they have to because of this. Yeah. She ate her face. <laughs> you ate her face. Such a brutal line by mm-hmm. Van. Well, and it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's. Also speaks to like we're afraid of other Ty, and in 2021 we have good reason for it. Yeah. She killed a dog. We like there's we know lots about what this yeah. looks like for Ty in her future. But this is the first like that's the first really kind of like violent thing we see of her in the past. I think. Yeah, I mean she like bit Van while they were like mm. kissing that one time. Oh but right, that's, right, right. That's not that's not eating that's a whole not person, quite. and that's not a long like. That went on for such a long time, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, yeah, that, that felt like a, a line being crossed. Yeah, absolutely. So then Ty throws up and screams and is seriously distressed by this, which, understandable. Yeah. And then we get the intro, and then they're folding up the bedding inside. Mari uh, says, oh, I guess no one wants breakfast. <laughs> I really, I know that that she's not doing much to, like, keep friends there, but I really like her. <laughs> I know. I know. She, this episode, I really enjoyed her. She had some fun lines. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit of a weirdo, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they. Uh, I think that's when Nat suggests that they move Jackie's body, right? Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, nobody wants to stare at it, and you can't bury it yet. So I guess it's logical to bring it back to the plane where the other bodies are. Exactly, and as Ben points out then it'll be, you know, I forget what he says exactly, but... Yeah, he says uh, it will look like she died with the rest of them. Right. Yeah, and Travis rolls his eyes at that. Mm-hmm. I also noticed that Nat checked with Shauna before yep. she did that, just to mm-hmm. see, like, Shauna has the ownership of this whole situation. So she starts packing up Jackie's remains, um, but Lottie comes out and is trying to be her reassuring Lottie, you know, spiritual guide, 
Nat is not having it. Well, and it's not just that Nat isn't having it for Nat's sake. It seems like already Nat, because Lottie says, like, I just want you to be safe. And Nat seems to not believe that. It's not yeah. just that Nat's like, Lottie wants me to be safe, but I think it's bullshit. It's, yeah. I think the whole thing is bullshit. She just, I don't think she trusts that Lottie's being genuine with this. Yeah, no, that, and she even kind of like shuns Travis in this moment. He offers to go with her and she's like, no, I'm fine on my own. Well, here's the thing about that. And this is just a little bit of communication advice for our listeners. <laughs> if you ask somebody a yes or no question and they don't respond with a yes or no answer, that you can't kind of, you, you have to think a little more because what she says is I'm fine on my own or I'm fine alone, which right. might be true, but that's not the answer to, do you want me to come with you? Because of course, Travis, she wants you to go with her. I don't know. She seems real frustrated with everyone though. Well, she, well, yeah, absolutely. And, and I would bet even more so now that Travis stayed back with Lottie. Yeah. Yeah. So she grabs the gun and gives them a last look and marches off to the plane. And then we see Shauna watching from inside the window of the cabin. Uh, Lottie comes in and stands with Shauna by the window and and uh, in referring to the night before says it's what Jackie would have wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she said, maybe not for all of us, but for you and the baby. Yeah. It's funny that Lottie's kind of making the rounds, like trying yeah. to find somebody who will like buy her shit, it seems like. Yeah. And being like the reassuring, trying to do her like it's going to be okay we did what we had to do, like, all of that. But Shauna's still fucked up about it, it seems. She says she's scared. She doesn't know what's going to happen next, which I think is an interesting parallel to in 2021 later on when Shauna is saying, like, she liked the having the affair with Adam because it meant she didn't know what was going to happen next. Yeah, that's that's a really good, uh, a good point. Um, but she says she's going to be a great mom, and that's when she says they should welcome him, mm-hmm. which... Could be a boy, baby, or could be some other entity. Oh, wow. <laughs> Should welcome him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then Mari asks if they're having a baby shower, and it's like they kind of get excited for something to do. It's very sweet. It is yeah. just just that little moment where they all kind of like perk up the littlest bit. And, and gather around the table yeah. to start oh, planning. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, so they get together, they start to plan, they start making presents for Shauna. Tie in a keel and make a bassinet, which is mm-hmm. very sweet. They have a little moment. Yeah, I know. Uh, Akila talks about missing her her nephew. And she says that she'd do anything to see him again, which mm-hmm. I think just kind of gives us a sense of... Some people are still desperate to leave. Right. It seems like others are kind of have accepted that this is life now. But that was an interesting reminder to me that, like, the... The yellow jackets we've seen most at this point, it's, I know they haven't really, but it seems like they've accepted that this is their new civilization right? in right. a way. And Akilah's this reminder of like, no, I want to go home, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've got family. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I wonder yeah. how many people are thinking like we just have to hunker down and wait through winter and right. when things, you know, get, I don't know how much warmer they get, but. But yeah. Who do you think you would be? Do you think you'd be? I would be dead already. <laughs> yeah, probably same. Yeah, I don't I'd know who dead. I think I'm kidding. I'd, I'd be, be Jackie. I'd get annoyed at somebody. I'd do something stubborn. Yeah, I would. I, I do think I would be useful in some way. Like I do have some outdoor experience. I do know how to like sew and make things. And like I could, 
I could be helpful in some way, but I I believe that don't think I have the diplomatic personality needed (laughs) to survive in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I would be Mari. Like, Uh I think I would be like snapping at people and like making, (laughs) I love that she makes the creepy like mobile that has the (laughs) spike on it. I know. I know. Mm -hmm. Little hint of pit girl there, but like, yeah. And Van says, great. The baby can dream about being stabbed (laughs) to death. I tell you, I needed the levity of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, I needed the levity of this. And this is where Mari asks if they hear the dripping. So we saw the dripping at the beginning with the hand. We see it again a couple more times, other things dripping throughout the episode. But Mari is hearing something that no one else is hearing. Right. And and seems to have been hearing it for a a little while. Enough that she's clearly brought it up to them more than once at this point. Yeah. Lottie is embroidering a blanket with the symbol, Mm -hmm. which seems like a questionable choice. And uh, Misty and Crystal are sitting together making presents and, and chatting just being misty and crystal yeah i really i really like this friendship me too these two strange little strange little creatures becoming friends yeah that's uh crystal says that this isn't the first person she's eaten because she absorbed her twin in the womb i died i died she looks so delighted with herself too Uh uh-huh well, she's clearly so happy to have somebody who she knew she could say that to who wouldn't just be horrified. Yeah. And they're like giggling together mm-hmm. about it. This was after Misty says that the only baby shower she's been to, um, <laughs> she ate a dozen deviled eggs uh-huh. or a whole tray of deviled eggs. A whole tray of deviled eggs. She says yeah. eggs. Eggs. But then we also hear um, Crystal say that it's too bad they didn't listen to your broth idea. Yeah. Which is, makes me think that like, um misty suggested making like a jackie bone broth like a bone broth it's all the rage now i don't know if it was in the 90s but i know well if gwyneth paltrow was in the in the woods <laughs> she would know you gotta you can't waste that that's that right. bone broth. i mean it's gruesome but it's also I, not for nothing it's not the it's not I, yeah it's practical yeah exactly it's practical uh, what can you do i mentioned uh the show alone last week mm-hmm. and uh yeah those those folks would never have let the bones go to waste right exactly but it seems like it seems like they're both kind of um of the mind that what they did maybe wasn't so bad mm-hmm. misty doesn't seem to have the same guilt that the rest of them have right neither does crystal yeah which is a through line with misty in general that's yeah. not i kind of like that misty came to she kind of came to the wilderness f- fully formed as the Misty that we know now. Yeah, yeah. No no real regrets there. Everyone else is sort of like processing and looking like they've been, you know, their lives have been forever changed. Yeah. And Misty's like, you know, we kind of wasted those bones, though, guys. <laughs> like, is it too late to go get Nat? <laughs> so then Ben comes in from outside and we hear his stomach growling, which reminds us again that he is... Very, very hungry and did not partake. And this is where we see... So there was all this speculation about um, Jen having rabies. It was a hallucination. (laughs) Which is a dirty trick on the show's part. But but yeah, so Ben's hallucinating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And in his hallucination, Jen asks if he's hungry. And 
she like goes to attack him. But we get that same like VCR skipping thing again. And mm-hmm. that's sort of our, our hint that we're going back to Ben and Paul's apartment. We find out that Paul wants Ben to move in with him. Oh, but Ben isn't ready. Yeah, so Ben is Ben is hesitating to move in, which, you know, it's 1996. Yeah, he says, I you know, moving in with you means everything in my life changes, and I think that the people that found these scenes maybe less interesting are also maybe people that weren't queer in the 80s and 90s oh, right. because, to me, this was like so sad Mm -hmm. and also just so like on the nose for the moment like Ben is a high school soccer coach that's the thing that I think is it's not just that he's a gay man in the mid 90s it's he's a teacher and even when I was in high school like there were we had there were a couple of teachers who we all knew we all knew were gay but never they never talked about it they never like yeah I mean I graduated high school in 93 there were no out people in my school. There were no out teachers. It would not have surprised anyone if someone lost their job for being gay. Exactly. Like, and so it is not, it's a much bigger deal, I think, then than we're used to thinking about it now. Right, right. Um, and I know even to say that, I know there are, there are lots of places where it's still oh yeah, not now necessarily. It's not great. Yeah. But I <laughs> now think it's it, not great. But but then to consider what... Yeah, I mean, this is way before marriage quality. Mm-hmm. This is, like, still in Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Like, exactly. This is a very different time. This is just post the AIDS epidemic. Right, like, right. It, thinking about what it actually would have been like for two gay men, one working at a high school in New Jersey at that time, is it's a very specific experience. And I'm really glad we got to see even a little bit of what it actually would have been like yeah yeah but yeah we see this is kind of when they break up it seems like because paul says you know i love you but you need to leave i'm ready for someone that wants to live this life with me and which again is really heartbreaking but understandable like he's not he doesn't come across as cruel or anything in this scene no not at all it's it's very they clearly both like love each other but are just at two different places in their willingness to be public about it um, which is understandable. And then I think it's right after that that Nat gets to the plane, right? Yep. It is so beautiful out there. I know that's not I the know. point, but these out outdoor shots are unreal. Yeah. I was I was watching this on a slightly different television than the mm-hmm. last time and I kept pausing to like admire the set dressing. Yeah. Just the outdoor scenes and even in the plane. Like mm-hmm. just the way that that it's the detail that they have, you know, put into it is so um, elaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, but she goes in, brings in Jackie's remains and, and talks to her, which I thought was interesting. She she talks to her, it seems like, almost more than Shauna did. Yeah, not more than Shauna did in the meat shed, but in terms of saying goodbye, in terms of her, like, little eulogy before they Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we get a little foreshadowing. She says, you're lucky. I think shit is going to get a lot worse out here, but you're already Mm -hmm. dead. So way to make everyone jealous of you one last time. (laughs) One last time. Which is like, kind of, it like comes across kind of sweet. It's like, like, I don't know. All of these girls were friends and you can, you can feel that sometimes still with, with stuff like that. 
Which is interesting because Nat and Jackie were not on good terms before any of this happened. Like she had, Jackie had just slept with Travis and like, oh my god, that's right. Told Travis that Nat had slept with um, Bobby. What's his face? And so <laughs> they were not on that. good terms. But yeah. but Nat has this like humanity to her that I don't think we see. We see the others kind of losing as they're out there for a long period of time. Um, but she says, I'm sorry for what we did. Who knows? Eating you could be the reason we survived the winter. So thanks. Yeah. Rest in peace, Jackie. Rest in peace, Jackie. Yeah. And then she hears a sound and then looks out the door and sees the the white moose. This beautiful, Gorgeous. like, moose that looks like something out of fucking Narnia. Like, mm-hmm. I was ready for him to start talking to her. <laughs> it's Tumnus. Um, <laughs> I know that moose are huge, and so it's it was like there. I saw people saying like, "Why was it so big?" Moose are that big because they're fucking huge. They're like larger than cars. Yeah. They're enormous. So she grabs the gun and tries to sh- tries to shoot the moose and misses. Mm-hmm. Um, All she does then, is piss it off. Yeah, and then it charges the plane, but its antlers stop it from actually getting in. Um, and by the time she grabs the gun again, the moose is gone. And I had a I wrote down is. Was the moose actually there? Which like, I think it was. I do too, but what but... do we make of it then? Because here's what I thought was going to happen. First, I thought she's going to kill the moose and they're going to have even more food. Yeah. And it's like Jackie led them to this. Right. And then I was yeah, like... Yeah, that's what I thought too. Right? And then I was like, oh, the moose like dislodged something with the plane and it's going to shift and something is going to happen because of that. I don't know if it's going to reveal a secret mm. hatch underneath the plane <laughs> or what. But none of that happened. We love a hatch. Love um, a hatch. It was a strange little scene. I don't know what to make of it yet. I know. I feel like it was, I think it's one of those scenes that maybe fit into the reason that people have been saying that not a lot happened in this episode. Like, okay, so Nat brought Jackie's remains to the plane, saw a moose, didn't hit the moose. <laughs> I think something in that scene is coming back. Though. Right, right. Like, I don't think that was for nothing. And then... We see Christy. Christy? No. That's that's, yeah, that's their couple that's name. Their, it's like Benifer, Christy. Yeah, Christy. So we, so we see Christy <laughs> under the sheet by firelight. In a little fort. It's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah. They're 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 going over um uh they're going over Misty's plan for uh Shauna's baby shower. Uh-huh. Now that she's got an acting coach? Yeah, yeah. Crystal's being her acting coach, which is adorable. Um, and Van is watching Ty sleep, trying to stay awake and uh, failing. This scene is so interesting. This is where we see that, quote unquote, bad Ty talks. Yep. And communicates and can be asked questions and, and thinks responds. Of, yeah, and thinks of herself as separate from Ty. Fully separate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad Ty wakes up and wakes up Van, and Van decides to interact and <laughs> says, like, if I let you loose, can I come with you? Um, and Ty yes. says, yes. She says it like, <laughs> she, yes, come. come. It sounds like <laughs> she's being fed lines from somebody else. Yeah. So they go running off through the woods. Van is chasing Ty, um, asking her questions the mm-hmm. whole way. Um, she says... How do you know where you're going? And Ty says, he shows me. Van says, who? And Ty says, the one with no eyes. Van says, is he who you always follow? And then Ty says, only when she lets me. Mm-hmm. And then Van says, who is she? And, <laughs> She's and, like, am I she? Yeah. And she says, Taisa. Uh-huh. 
And she says, then who are you? And then no answer. You're right. No answer. Fascinating. If nothing else happened in this episode except for this scene, I would have been I would have been fine. There's so much here. The fact that they you can talk to Bad Tai mm-hmm. is like a whole thing. Yeah. And then the symbol they Tai has taken them right to the symbol on the tree. Is this the same tree that overlooks the precipice from last week's episode? I don't think so. It didn't look like it. So it looked like it was more in the middle of the woods, not so, on a cliff. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But then I'm like, so it's not just because. So then Ty wakes up, and Van says, "You led us right here. Like you knew where you were going." I, mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact quote, but so it's not just that. Like, well, yeah, because she keeps coming out to this one symbol over by the cliff every night. It's like right. she has knowledge of where these symbols are. It seems that's how it's yeah. being presented. No, totally, totally. So then we flip back to, um, sad. We flip back to our last scene in Ben and Paul's uh, mm-hmm. lives together for the moment anyway. This is Ben imagining if he hadn't gone. Right. Which we don't realize. Well, we don't, we don't really realize until the last couple of seconds. But it seems a little because he comes like running into the apartment and he's all excited because he's decided he's like you know i packed yeah. my bag i was on my way to the airport and i realized like that's not what i want like i can't you know keep making the safe choice basically right he's like wearing the yellow jacket sweatshirt when I, they're talking i would pay so much that sweatshirt is perfect i want it so bad it's great it's really it's great. although i i kind of want the the We'll talk about it later. The one that Jeff is wearing at the gym. <laughs> His old high school hoodie. His baseball one. Yeah. With the, with the, <laughs> the sleeves, sleeves cut off. Oh, it's so good. Um, but this is this is like hard to talk about. It, it really was like emotional mm-hmm. because um, he says, if I got on that plane, I was committing to the saddest possible version of me. A fucking, a fucking closeted high school soccer coach who ignores everything he wants because he thinks it will. I don't know. Keep him safe. And then he says, there is no safe. And it's just like. Which he knows now in hindsight, obviously, because it's like he got on that plane and was kind of punished for it in this really brutal way. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, like, like we just were talking about, like, there is a lot to be said for staying safe, especially at that time. Nobody would blame you for wanting to stay hidden in that time. And how fucked up for him in his head to be like, to be for him to be thinking about I, all, I mean, all of it, but, but the, you know, he's thinking about this the day after he watched a bunch of those vicious little monsters as he has called them yeah. to call, yeah. uh, tear apart, uh, a corpse and yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. Tough. And so Paul looks like he's about to cry it's clear that this is would have been, at least in his imagination, a happy reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we flash back to Ben at the cabin looking almost comatose. Yeah. Um, but then we also see in the apartment on the TV the, re- the news report about the crash. Mm-hmm. And that's how we learn that it is actually a hallucination. Or could be a flash sideways and maybe... <laughs> We're just getting Are ready we for the doors. We're get we're doing a lost uh, time travel situation, and maybe this is just this 
alternate sideways timeline that we I just can't I can't handle that. Haven't I'm sorry, that's not allowed. Just because they haven't introduced time travel no, doesn't mean they aren't going it. to. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. It's too much. It's this too sh- much. I, I I believe in my heart the show is not going to do that that kind of thing to us. No, I, I don't think so either. It's showing us more and more stuff that it's hard to not see as in some way I supernatural isn't quite the right word that I want to use, but like other natural or something i don't know um but but i still don't think we're gonna i trust this show i I trust this show and also even like the things that are the hardest to explain to me are lottie's visions Mm -hmm. but everything else so far that has happened could have a scientific explanation Mm -hmm. and i do appreciate that they're not closing the door to either right now because i do think that there are people who want it to be supernatural and there's people who don't and then there's like the the in-between people that would prefer it kind of stays ambiguous and you don't you don't really want to lose any of those groups of people if you can avoid it exactly so then the last thing we see from that scene is ben sitting in the cabin doorway and crying and it is just it's so rough. He really breaks my heart. This poor guy. I wasn't sure whether I, like, what my gut was telling me about Ben up until this week. And I just, I, I think we've all, I don't know that there are too many people who think Ben's going to make it back. I know. Um, I, I, My feeling is that he's going to let himself, he'll let himself seems unkind. I think we're watching Ben waste away. And I just wouldn't be surprised if that's. Yeah. How he goes. I mean, we'll see a little bit later the the birds. Mm-hmm. That may be a food source for the moment mm-hmm. that might help some might help him some, but if he's I I just I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be totally surprised if even with the new food source, if Ben just decides he's kind of done trying to hang on here. Yeah, I mean there's also the chance that um People smarter than me have said that it's possible that he could be septic um, from his injury. Apparently, that could that can take a long time to actually get really bad. He looks very ill. He does seem yeah very unwell. I didn't realize. I've always thought. I'm obviously not a medical professional. I've always thought of sepsis. I've that's always been a real fear of mine. I have like a real, like genuine fear of sepsis. It's a very specific fear. Yeah, I, but I'm one of those people who I'm one of those people. This isn't a kind of person. But like when I was younger, if I would get a bug bite that didn't look right or something, um, I would draw a circle around it because have you heard you know about like blood infections? You're supposed to be able to see a line. Yes, and if it gets I actually to your heart, do know that. If it gets to your heart, yes. you die. So I'm like, also a hypochondriac, so <laughs> I didn't. Also, excuse me, I didn't say I was. I'm just drawing circles on my body to track possible. Yeah. But but I always thought of that as something really fast acting. So that's actually reassuring for me. Yeah, <laughs> Just at least that's on a personal what, I mean, level. You know, who knows if the people on Reddit that say they know these things actually do know, know these things. But but they um, have Misty there, and she was taking care of it, and she took yeah. the Red Cross babysitting course twice. So I don't sure. What yeah. are we? T- he's fine. Put put all of our faith in in Misty. <laughs> so yeah, either way, not doing great. Um, but then we get the baby shower, which I, I will say I watched this for the first time at 1230-ish <laughs> in the morning when it was released. I had had too much coffee earlier in the day. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to stay up and watch it. But I did take my melatonin and then watch it. I giggled like a small child <laughs> during this scene. 
Because A, I was on melatonin, and B, it was just so funny. It's, it's it was just delightful. So deranged. I love yeah. it. It's so like it's so sweet and it's so dark. Mm-hmm. And it's they're little gifts. Yeah. Man's little what is it? Uh yeah. PTP or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. For if it's a boy. And then Misty stands and says, For my gift, I'd like to perform a monologue from Steel Magnolias. <laughs> She recites the scene. Um, she does where a great job. She does a good job. Where Sally Field is talking about her daughter Shelby's death, and Ty's like, "She's she's doing the dead daughter scene." Like, <laughs> and who says were you surprised? Yeah, I think it was Van. Travis looks completely freaked out and gets up and walks away. He the way he does like he's not actually slowly backing out, but he mm-hmm. like might as well be. He's Homer into the bush. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He tries to go um, commiserate with Ben, but yeah, Ben, but ben is, is not a so not available. Ch- yeah, at no. The moment he says, uh, "This has to be the weirdest baby shower ever." You okay, man? You seem weird. Like, seem weird? He's dying. Yeah, Travis. Tra- again, the guys in the show. Yeah, yeah. But everybody is eventually moved. They start by laughing at Misty, and eventually they they get really emotionally involved and into <laughs> it and. The only one who seems to look kind of skeptical is Shauna. She 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 looks a little like what, what the fuck are you what doing? Are, what are we doing? Which is yeah. fair. <laughs> like, yeah. But but yeah, everybody. I I love they're welling up with tears because she does kind of crush it. Like, yeah, she doesn't do a bad job. No, these these scenes in shows and movies and whatever like this are always my favorite. Like Lost when they spend. The whole episode trying to get the van running um, mm. and they finally do or when they build the golf the like little golf course on the island anytime where it's like the group like in the face of really dark horrific times finding a little bit of joy just I'm such a yeah. sucker for that stuff no I loved it I loved it so much and the fact that she was actually good and that everybody started by laughing at her and eventually were like crying I, I thought it was fantastic you asked me a fun question, though, and I want to put it to you also. So if it wasn't Steel Magnolias, mm-hmm. right, what other monologue would we want to see Misty perform in that moment from a 90s movie? So I have one. I don't know. It's I was trying to think of, like, not necessarily ones that I'd want her to, but are there others that are as inappropriate or as... Okay. And um, either way, like whatever, that's kind of how I took it. And the yeah. one I keep laughing at thinking about her doing is um, Christopher Walken's monologue from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. When he brings the his, watch. Like, <laughs> watch has been in his ass. And his... Her just very seriously, like doing a Walken impression. I could just mm-hmm. see her getting really serious about it. So we took this in somewhat similar directions, I think. I had two. <laughs> Um, the first one was Ray Liotta's opening monologue in Goodfellas, <laughs> where he starts off by saying, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. <laughs> also be very a good. good. Also yeah. very good. To me, being a gangster is better than being president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. So there was that one. And then the other one, you still haven't watched Heathers, right? No, I've never seen Heathers. Yeah, I you know. really, that is, I'm assigning you that. Okay. As, as your faculty member. You got it. You have to watch it. Um, but there's two great scenes in that one. One um, by Veronica, who's played by Winona Ryder, and one by the main Heather in the movie. 
um, which was quoted incessantly by everyone I know um, in high school. Heather says, you were nothing before you met me. You were playing Barbies with Betty Finn. You were a brownie. You were a bluebird. You were a Girl Scout cookie. I got you into a Remington party. What's my thanks? It's on the hallway carpet. I got paid in puke. Monday morning, your history. I'll tell everyone about tonight. Transfer to Washington. Transfer to Jefferson. No one at Westerberg is going to let you play their reindeer games. It's fucking legendary, that scene. Though, just, I love it very much. I'm absolutely going to watch that movie this week. I know I know it's crazy that I've never seen it. I know it's a problem that I've missed well, it. Well, and it's the, the tone is so... The tone of this show is so influenced by movies like Heather's. Mm -hmm. The combination that we're literally talking about right now of the hilarity of Misty giving that speech at a sick baby shower after the the day after they just ate their friend. Like those levels of like silliness next to abject horror is very much um, the DNA of Heather's. And and I love it so much. And it's this funny. has been your ad for Heather's, by the way. <laughs> and so we're, we're, we end up wrapping up the 96 timeline with the baby shower and Lottie handing Shauna the blanket that she's so carefully embroidered with the symbol. Um, and again, we see Nat and Lottie kind of getting at each other here. Nat says, why would you do that? He says, I think he was using it as protection. And Nat's like, he died. He died. <laughs> well, it's funny because the... <laughs> For, for somebody who so far is as practical as Nat has seemed and as unwilling to buy into all of this, she's affected by Lottie's choice to use that symbol. I mean, I think it's more of like a, it's just a bad, just bad look, Lottie. It's like, a, come on. Bad, yeah. And it's, it's also just bad vibes. Like, I right. think that Nat is so tired of everybody um, really like choosing to believe this Mm -hmm. you know other force out there right it and in in this moment we start to really see who's on which side of that because mari says like oh well i trust lottie and missy says so do i and akila says me too and so it's kind of like we're seeing that happen and somebody says Somebody says she's not God, you guys, and you yeah. don't. See, I couldn't place whose voice that was. It I was, was a, Ty. It was it definitely Ty. It was, I saw her say it. Yeah. So Ty says she's not God, you guys, and Van says no one's saying she is. And then so I I didn't catch. I went back and watched it a couple of times, and I thought her voice was off screen. Mm. But either way, Van says no one's saying she is, and Ty's face there. She's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so I guess so I guess we're yeah. just gonna. That's how we're okay. She yeah. is like, yeah, the affronted. two of them are, Yep, totally, mm-hmm. totally. And then Shauna's nose starts to bleed on the blanket. Auspicious, more, an auspicious beginning to this baby's. Yes. Uh... And it's more dripping blood. Which yeah, yeah, is happening a lot this uh, this episode. Right. Um, Ty runs to help her, and this is when we start to hear the thumping on the roof. Mm-hmm. I love a bird plot. It's a weird thing. During the pandemic, I became one of those people. You got real into birds. I got real into birds. Yeah. So they hear the noise as they walk outside. And Mari says, do these guys just suicide on our roof? Um, But it's starlings. There's starlings everywhere on the ground, on the roof. They all just drop dead. It's such a cool shot. Because they're dark and and Mm -hmm. everything is so snow covered and they're just like... They're so stark against it. It looks so fucking cool. It's yeah. so eerie. 
Yeah. And we, we get like the different girls kind of representing almost the different theories of the mm-hmm. moment because we've got Nat saying, no, don't touch them. They might be diseased. Misty says, you know, there's a lot of, I- we know there's a lot of iron in the ground. So maybe it messed with their navigation, kind of like hinting at the mining mm-hmm. ideas. And then Lottie says that they should gather its blessings. Its blessings. And then Shauna Ooh. looks horrified at all of it and just yeah. walks back inside. That's so f- probably the move I would have made too. Yeah. Yeah. But. Van is the first one to pick up a bird and bring it over to Lottie. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. It's also when we're about to move into 2021 and so much of what we see Lottie doing is people collecting and and tending and caring for um, her little community. And this is the first instance of that. Right. They're basically placing them at her feet Mm -hmm. as, as an offering. It's important to Lottie to be the center of things. Totally. And I think we are going to see different girls kind of rotate through positions of power or mm-hmm. take positions mm-hmm. of power in these different like clans or oh, whatever. Absolutely. So yeah, they gather the birds. Lottie's like petting one of them. <laughs> and then that is the end of, of 1996. The last shot is just pulling back through the window upstairs in the cabin, looking down at everybody collecting the dead birds. Mm-hmm. So do we want to talk a little bit about the birds before we move on? Yeah, we can talk about the birds now. Right? Yeah. I just feel like, so there's a couple of interesting things about starlings that I thought maybe we could just mention in passing. Jody's bird corner. Bird corner. Yay. <laughs> okay. Starlings are really loud birds, but that's not what I was going to say. Um, Something I learned this week about them is that they can, I didn't know that they're a, one of the birds who can mimic human speech. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a video of one talking and it looks so different coming out of just a bird ass bird. Like a parrot or a cockatoo looks silly and it makes sense that they can do tricks. But Starling is just a bird. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bird. Looks like a small crow with speckles Mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. Uh, They can also mimic car alarms and all sorts of other sounds. They can mimic other animals. That's cool. um, And human speech. Um, They also travel in flocks. Um, but more, they're usually referred to as swarms. So, so those, scary. Like, yeah. So those murmurations, mm-hmm. have you seen pictures of like a murmuration of starlings where they're kind of like doing these elaborate, almost dances in the air? Mm-hmm. They're really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's huge, huge um, social groups. Oh, I think the other interesting thing about the birds is just like the possible connection to other sort of lore and traditions. Um Things like Edgar Allan Poe and the Telltale Heart and and just I know they're not ravens, but there's all these other directions yeah. of, of symbolism that that they could be taken. Absolutely. Um, I also I was, I'm just into birds. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be your your claim to fame with this podcast now. Oh, no. Jody, famously into birds. I Over at New Jersey birds. is the world. You're famously from Bergen County. Here. Yeah. Famously into birds. Famously into birds. Something that I didn't know about starlings and something that I don't, you might know better than I do um, about this. So if I'm wrong, feel free to correct me. But bird facts. uh, (laughs) This scene is very foreboding and frightening if all, as far as you know, dozens of birds drop dead out of the sky. Mm -hmm. However, something I was reading is that because starlings fly so close together, um, 
and one wrong turn in that beautiful coordinated murmuration mm-hmm. can result in a ton of very fast in air collisions and so yeah a few dozen yeah. birds dying this way from time to time is possible obviously Absolutely. the timing of it is insane and where right. and all of that but right that's another one of those things where it's like if that's true um it's another one of those things where it's like this show like these people are just overwhelmed with coincidence um, yeah yeah but it's it's definitely like Every now and then you see some news story where it's like 200 birds just randomly died in mm-hmm. this one neighborhood and you're like, oh, good, the world's ending. But like right. it does it does happen. Yeah. Um, there's various reasons for it. Somebody um, I saw mentioned like, you know, if they are over a mine, which then can release methane gas that could, you know, spontaneously kill a bunch of birds. There's right. there's definitely explanations. Birds for have it, very but... tiny lungs. Yes. Yes, and brains. And hollow bones. <laughs> is that true? Do birds, I don't know. Or is that one of those things that I just grew up thinking was true? I grew up thinking it as well. I don't know if it's true, though. Do birds have have <laughs> teeth? Jesus, no, Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fascinating. Wow. Okay, I'm really sorry. No, I'm not sorry, listeners. Um, birds, what are we learning? Birds do. Bird bones aren't just hollow. They're pneumatized. They're full of spaces for air. According, as a baby bird grows, the air sacs that make up its lungs invade its bones, forming a bunch of tiny hollows. The air sacs stay attached to these hollows for a bird's life. This, along with a forward and backward arrangement of air sacs, helps give birds a little-known superpower. They can take in oxygen while both inhaling and exhaling. Whoa. That is fascinating. Birds are cool. Birds are so cool. So, Did you bones, know crows mourn their dead? I did know that. Crows they have funerals. I would, all I want is for the crows in my neighborhood to love me, you know? Um, shout out to Ashley Hamer at um, discovery.com for this article. I'll link to it because I'm uh, continuing to read it and it's fascinating. Uh, birds' bones are hollow, but not because it makes them lighter. It's so they can take in more air. Fascinating. Huh. Okay. Um, wow. I would just like to shout out someone on Reddit named Salamanda. Um, who says, I hope it's a nod to the telltale heart. The birds were not ravens, but it got me thinking about the dripping sound. Um, there's also the old ghost story about moving into a new home, hearing dripping and finding a dead body inside of a wall. Oh, my God. Wait, listeners, listeners, behind the scenes peek. I edited out something earlier because it didn't go anywhere where I said the dripping thing reminded me of those like 90s urban legends. And mm-hmm. then I was like, well, this episode is going to be five hours if I talk about that. But that's exactly what I was thinking of that. And the um, the story about the kids, <sighs> the the kids who are hiding from they're like at a makeout point and they're hiding from somebody with a hook hand who's just been released whatever <laughs> and they hear scraping on their roof yeah and they yeah, think yeah. it's him and then yeah. they find out it's a body like that somebody has killed somebody and strung them up over the roof of their car it's Ugh. all foreboding oh yes. i love when yeah shout out yeah. reddit salamanda yeah i feel you yeah the the bringing up the telltale heart i thought was great mm-hmm. a great little uh mention um well, and also because we still don't know where javi is yeah so Anyway, total tangent, but lots of ways that that can go. So that's where we end in 96. Um, And then in 2021, I think we're going to go by group of people instead of in the actual order it happened, just because there's a lot of bouncing around. Um, So let's start with Shauna and Jeff. They're in a diner. And the first thing we hear is Jeff say, it was the strawberry lube. And a waitress turns around on her heel and walks away. 
Which I, I, it's a Jersey Diner, but I've never had a server at a Jersey Diner balk at anything oh, my group was talking not. about. But, no. but fine. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so the conversation we're seeing is Jeff kind of blaming his boringness for Shauna's affair, which is sad. Jeff. Yeah. But yeah, this is where we get the fun comment that, uh, you know... The strawberry lube was a gag gift, and apparently Jeff said that this stuff is for bisexuals and goths. Whenever anybody asks me what uh, Yellow Jackets is about, I'm just sending them that that yeah. screenshot from now on. Yeah, exactly. It's for bisexuals and goths. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, I could have gone strawberry. I almost did. He almost went strawberry. Oh. It's like, he's fe- he seems to be feeling very... Um, down on himself as a partner at this moment and is very much trying to rise to Shauna's level of chaos which I don't know that's the best move no and it and he's obviously ill-equipped to do so yeah he he really breaks my heart that like there are a couple of things going on here it breaks my heart that he thinks it's his fault that Shauna cheated on him that's you know Mm -hmm. but 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 then by extension if if it's if we're in if we're like thinking with Jeff's brain, heaven help us. <laughs> it's his fault that Shauna cheated on him, and by extension, it's his fault that she killed Adam. That, yeah, right, and we Adam see said. him when he finds out that she killed him. He's ready to take the fall for it. Back in season one, yeah. And it also because it's like he knows his wife murdered somebody. And mm-hmm. he's obviously not okay with it, but he's dealing with it. And it seems like part of that maybe comes from, or maybe part of that, maybe that explains part of why he needs to, he's like trying to blame himself for it so that he doesn't well, yeah, have to deal uh, with his wife being a murderer. Right. Well, I think, you know, when we ended last season, we kept, um, well, when we recapped last season, we talked a lot about how Jeff is just game. Like he's mm-hmm. just, he's going with everything. He's just a wife guy. He, <laughs> he you know, ride or die for Shauna. I kind of feel like this season we're seeing him take a step back and look at this and be yeah. like, this is pretty fucked up. Like, yeah. it's not that he's necessarily like, I'm going to leave or I don't want to be with her. But it's very, I just noticed, especially in the last couple of episodes, him looking at Shauna like the experience in Adam's studio mm-hmm. and now now the what we're about to talk about with the carjacking like right. he's looking at Shauna with these eyes of like what are you actually capable of yeah. cuz like well it seems because, like a lot right and i don't i think ever, like up until this little shift that we're noticing it's he my guess is he's thought that like well Shauna got into a situation that she couldn't like that she wasn't like prepared to handle and because of that somebody ended up dead as opposed to like yeah. Shauna <laughs> she's seeking out these like chaotic dangerous situations exactly exactly yeah so then we see them in the minivan apparently I think after leaving the diner and he decides to try to be spontaneous <laughs> makes a surprise turn says I'm taking us to Colonial Williamsburg in you ever turned butter? never churn butter it's i it's so funny again this is another thing where it's like if all you're looking for are plot points maybe not a whole lot happened in this episode but this little back and forth is huge because it's jeff's idea of spontaneity the first thing he could think of is colonial williamsburg but 
But it's that. And then it's also like the most spontaneous thing Jeff can think of is Colonial Williamsburg. He asks her if he's, if she's ever churned butter. And it's sort of in a way where he's like, we're going to do this new thing. She's yeah. been there, done that, bud. Like, yeah. In first grade. Not <laughs> in first grade. Like, you're so behind. Yeah. It really breaks my heart. Yeah. And then because he's distracted with his new idea, uh, they almost hit a guy. <sighs> so they stop. And it's a carjacking. Of course. Um, Again, North Jersey, I thought I thought y'all were like trained to spot shit like this. I mean, they were distracted. That's that's fair. Um, so the guy pulls a gun, asks for the keys. Jeff is like absolutely immediately compliant, hands over the keys. Mm-hmm. Shauna's like absolutely not. Grabs the gun. <laughs> and then, and they... then Jeff tries to get it back from her. He's like, What are you doing? He should. There are a lot of things again happening here. First of all, you know who I think that person with the gun is. Who? That's Javi. I'm kidding. I'm so uh, kidding. I'm so kidding. I just every young man is Javi. Um, it's Adam. He's not dead. <laughs> um, but it's first of all, Jeff was right in the first place. Somebody with a gun tries to steal your van. Let, let them the take van. it. But yeah. then it's also like Jeff. Sean has got the gun. You both know that if either of you should be wielding a gun, I mean, neither of you should be for different reasons. Yeah. He's he's has the logical reaction in the moment, which is the van is not important. Mm-hmm. Let's not get shot. Well, her purse is in there also. Uh-huh. Mr. Schwoozums. <laughs> and some new cross trainers she just bought. Yeah. But so he steals the van. Shauna keeps the gun. <laughs> so then we go to Jeff lifting at the gym. With his white, was, was, Skayak, was Skayak, I still can't say it right. His high school baseball sweatshirt mm-hmm. with the sleeves cut off <laughs> and Kevin Tan with his backwards hat on. And he goes over to confront Kevin and says that he upset Shauna. Again, wife guy. Just leave it so alone, dumb, man. Though. Just leave so it alone. Dumb. But he's doing what he thinks he's supposed to do as her husband. Yeah. And then he realizes he kind of stepped in and he's like, mm-hmm. oh no, she wasn't, she wasn't upset. But like, yeah. So they get all blustery. He also says here... We've been married for almost 25 years, mm-hmm. which I noticed, which would imply they got married very quickly after they got after they got back from the wilderness. Right, right. Which I think I think we kind of figured they got back. Shauna got back. They bought that like got married and bought that house and have just been living that life ever since. Yeah. But I'm interested, like what how do you go from 19 months in the wilderness? Come home. Your best friend who you ate, was dating Jeff before you left. You come home. You were sleeping with Jeff. You had his baby. The baby probably died. And you marry him immediately. I just, there's a lot of, um, I have a lot of difficulty imagining that scenario. Well, I think it's, I don't know that I think this. I don't know that I believe that if you ask Shauna this, this is what she would say. But it feels to me like Shauna is punishing herself for all of her crimes against Jackie, which start with having sex with her boyfriend in high school and end with eating her in the wilderness by living Jackie's life for her. And even though that's not the life Jackie would have lived herself, but it's just but again, Shauna is so stuck that it's just like penance kind of. I just keep thinking like what? Like, what are those six months like when they get back? Yeah. 
I just really want to see it. it. I'm really interested in how Shauna deals in general when she gets back, because I think we know Ty deals by trying to jump right back in and pretend like my guess is pretend like it didn't happen and go full steam ahead with her original plan. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see how they all deal. I'm sure Misty's fine. Oh, yeah. But Shauna wants her car back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she takes a Lyft or an Uber to the junkyard, <laughs> which I feel like this looks like what people think Jersey looks like. Oh, yeah. This like this industrial... Is- this is what like I think North Jersey looks like. This is, just... this is not what North Jersey looks like. Um, so she walks into this like chop shop with her gun out like she's in a freaking, I don't know, action movie. Yeah. Um, when she walks in, the guy in the office is on the phone and we hear him say, I love sleeping over, but your cat is disgusting. <laughs> That's a great little line. This is like uh, somebody walked off the set. It's like there was a scene in Sopranos and the <laughs> camera just kept rolling over here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the one camera followed Tony and that's the show we got. And then this guy, he's got yeah. like a gold chain and a leather jacket that he's wearing inside. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Is he wearing a leather jacket or is it just the spirit of? I, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you actually. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's at least wearing one in spirit. He notices she's holding the gun on him and demanding her van back. And he comments that her hand is shaking. Mm-hmm. And this is where we see Shauna is not afraid. No. Shauna's excited. Yeah. Shauna's like kind of um, turned on. Yeah. You see her. She's like wound up. Well, I think wound up is a perfect way to you see her because when you're first watching it, her hand shaking, she seems a little anxious about it. I kind of was on his where I was like, she doesn't know. But then you see her when he calls her out and says she's scared. You see her decide to lean into her darker urges. Yeah. Like yeah. something shifts in her there. Well, I think the reason that even we knowing Shauna as a character at this point at the beginning also feel like maybe she's a little nervous or scared is just because of what Melanie Linsky looks like. She looks like a mom. Mom, yeah. Like a pretty beautiful, you know, mom. But she looks she... like a housewife, especially yeah. the way she's styled in this show. Of and so you know, he's seeing what we see, and even though we know Shauna, we're also kind of for the moment fooled by her demeanor most of the time. Her mm-hmm. like, haha, like, you know, everything's fine. Saying gosh when confronted. Yeah. It'll be interesting as that stuff falls away to see how much of that. Because that's not what Shauna was like. It's not like Nat in 2021 makes sense when you meet Nat in 96. Lottie Mm -hmm. and like they all make sense. Shauna, the Shauna that we meet in 2021 on the outside, the Shauna that Jeff thinks he knows, the Shauna that this man thinks he's seeing is not a direct extension of the Shauna we meet in 96 at no, all. It's, it's Shauna putting on a, an act mm-hmm. probably for decades. Right. Of right. Like who she has decided this role, this role she's decided to play. Right. Um, we get her, her incredible speech here. Have you ever peeled the skin off a human corpse? <laughs> People are so sweaty when you kill them. Just like oily. Yeah. Oh God. It was rough. He's he, You can see his face go from, yeah, this lady's nuts, to, I want her to leave yep. immediately. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's about to do, but I don't want any part of yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know if she's really going to kill me or if or not, but either way, like, I'm not... Yeah. I'm not willing to risk it. 
Yeah. And he's like, just take the keys. And you can see her like trying to stop herself almost. Yeah. From just killing him for Mm -hmm. fun. Like she's trying to get a hold of herself again. And I bet because so far, I mean, we know Kevin's on her tail and, and all of that. But like, as far as she knows right now, she's getting away with what she's done so far. And so it makes sense that she her impulse control here might be a little lowered but she gathers herself back up and not only does she kind of shake that off but you also see her slide back into like back into that housewife of the like she goes back to sweet mom mode yeah she gets in the car she like shakes herself off and then she goes home and gives callie the stuffed animal mr schwoozums yeah while she's sleeping but that's pretty much all we see of jeff and shauna not that that's nothing um i was actually a lot Mm -hmm. in a short period of time um should we talk about misty yes i always want to talk about misty and walter we got veruca salt i it wasn't volcano girls but i was still so excited but it's all right seether i think maybe makes a little more i think in my head volcano girls has been I was picturing Volcano Girls in 1996. Yes. Like that definitely makes sense. See, there is a great song for these girls who are capable of so much more than anybody thinks they are, who have done these really dark things in their past, who are all ready to snap yes. at a moment's notice, all of them. So see, there totally fits here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved it. I got really excited. Yeah. The music cues in this one were really good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so Misty is at a marina. She's going to see Walter on his houseboat called Uh, great expectations so we get a little bit of interaction between the two of them he says like that the the witness that they're going to interview is on their way and of course it's randy you called it you called that shit last week i called it but i'm not the only one a number of people i think figured that out um but yeah it's randy happy to see him again Mm mm-hmm um, apparently still living in the motel. Poor guy. He's still wearing his wedding ring. I noticed that. Nice. He hasn't given up. There you go. Good for you, Randy. <laughs> and so when she sees that it's Randy and says, oh my God, I've known him since I was a kid. They decide to, as Misty says, Cyrano it. Uh-huh. It was very silly, this whole scene. But I, I appreciated it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so obvious, like, it's just these two people who have no business being detectives like this is this is where listening to too much true crime will get you (laughs) yeah yeah and it seems also here that walter has money there's a few things where he's hinted about that he says later on when he's talking about not his mother svetlana svetlana because he has cash to pay for her to just go to a nursing home. Which you and As I both know. I was just yeah. going to say. That is. Jesus Christ. So expensive. That's what very do you expensive. mean you have the cash? Yeah. Like that's That's wild. an insane amount of money. He um, also. I want to. Just one little note here. He says mm-hmm. like. The, like he lives on a houseboat because he hates the red tape. And you never. Or the bureaucratic whatever. And you never know when you're going to have to. Leave the country without a passport. Mm-hmm. Walter has never had to leave the country without a passport. He's cosplaying somebody. He totally is. They both are. Yeah, yeah. They both are. They're both cosplaying somebody who is important and and uh, has, I don't know, people coming after them. Right, right, exactly. Um, but so Walter's trying to interrogate Randy. 
It's not it's not difficult. Randy, <laughs> Randy gives it up so fast. <laughs> He's like, "Could you be covering for somebody?" Oh, you yeah. mean like Jeff? Jeff. <laughs> and the way they just went brought, right past it. Went right past it. Misty. Yeah. The thing is, Misty knows Shauna's husband's name is Jeff. Yeah. Although, but I don't think this. This just doesn't seem to register at all. Right, She's so focused not... on figuring out what's going on with Nat. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but she gets real mad because he says that Natalie was probably doing drugs and Misty's like, hit him. Hit him. <laughs> I love it when Walter leaves and he says, forgive me, I have IBS. <laughs> <laughs> Let's to go talk to God, Misty. is there a more, is there anybody who could get away with that line being charming other than Elijah Wood? <laughs> It's such a, it's such, he says it in such a cute way. Yeah, exactly. God, I yeah. love him so, the two of them, I just. Oh, they're delightful it together. It makes me so happy to see the two of them together. Yeah. Um, there is that line, which we've seen uh, hint, uh, previewed, where she says he's hiding something mm-hmm. and, and Walter says, everybody's hiding something. Right. Um, yeah. We also find out that Randy once made Joe Fazio eat a frog during recess. <laughs> Another great jersey named Joe Fazio. Yeah, yeah. I will say, I know a lot of very responsible grown-ups with children, men, grown-ups with children, that would have definitely made someone eat a frog as a child. Oh, yeah. But so, he does hit him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Walter, Randy's huge. I know. But he's so, he's so docile. He's so docile. He is such a whiner. Randy, oh my god such a whiner it's so, I, that's like a choice that i have to imagine the the actor chose like i guess it could say like whiny or whatever in the but i it's such a funny choice to play him like such a little whiny baby. i know like his voice is, keeps getting higher and higher <laughs> like i'm answering your questions <laughs> exactly there's no need for violence it's i mean he's so funny. right i know it's so funny though uh, but we finally find out that there was a group of people in purple hanging around a van. Mm-hmm. Um, and they drank all the Fanta out of the soda machine. Mm-hmm. I did call them dicks for drinking all of the Fanta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and freaking Walter is threatening him with a Dremel. It's okay. I, it's a Dremel. Is it a Dremel? It's, it's a Dremel. I have one. Okay. You cannot hurt someone with that thing. I wasn't sure if the joke of it, if the you joke could, like, of it was. You could lightly scratch them. <laughs> And it's like what you use to trim a dog's nails who doesn't like clippers. Exactly. <laughs> like, um, I wasn't sure if the joke of it was like, was that or was why does Walter have something like that on hand? No, have a wep- you, quote unquote, like weapon saw. I have a Dremel. Like, you can use it for lots of things. You can sand little tiny mm-hmm. places with it. People that make models have Oh, it's for his miniatures. Dremels. Yeah. As yeah, soon as you said that. Exactly. It's, it's not a surgical saw. It's a Dremel no. and it's for his miniatures. Exactly. Yes. Unless I Walter's really saying hard. everybody's hiding something means there's more to Walter than we think. Oh, there's definitely more to Walter than we think. I also just think that you can't hurt someone very easily with a Dremel. Right. It's a silly thing to threaten someone with. <laughs> um, but then, so he lets Randy go. And they're talking later on. It Suddenly it's nighttime, which mm-hmm. I thought was weird. Um, but he says something that reminds misty about the fanta conversation and she has the smart idea that they could probably pull the credit card records if someone used it but this is where she lies to him about why she's downvoting 
his posts about Adam. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm like, he he knows more than he's saying. He doesn't look like he believes her. No, I don't I don't me. think he believes her. I go back and forth though. This is another example of is this another Adam situation where right. some we start speculating about some guy because why else would he be here if he didn't have something, you know, in, in a show like this, blah, blah, blah. And then... Right. But maybe he's just an, an admirer of of uh, Misty. Although he knows she's a yellow jacket because we see that in the preview <laughs> That's for a next really week. Good, it was like 30 years ago. Yeah. She's like 25. Yeah, 25. Yeah. Um, but then he. this is also where we get uh, maybe I'm just a bored Mori- Moriarty looking for his Sherlock. Mm-hmm. They're adversaries. Yeah. Big time. So he's looking for someone to uh, to hunt. Wait, he's maybe I'm just a bored Moriarty looking for his Sherlock. So he's looking for someone to hunt him. Right, right, because he to pictures him himself as this like brilliant yeah. mastermind, and he's looking for someone who could figure him out. Not right, like because he doesn't say like the like quote unquote cute thing would be like Sherlock looking for my Watson or whatever, yeah. right? But he doesn't say that because no. he really likes this. Uh, yeah, he wants the, an adversary. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. So then last thing we see with them is she's at home and gets a text from Walter saying that the cherry the credit card is from Cherry Corners, New York. Um and I would just like to point out that she has a book on her desk called Parrot Parenting. Of course. Which she's very responsible for. She, she takes mom. it very seriously, exactly. Yeah. She's also wearing that cat sweatshirt that I really want. I will, that sweatshirt is perfect, and I love that she I still has it. And I, know. I, yeah, I, yeah. So, but this then validates what I thought was the case, which is that the cat, the um, the cult, is in upstate New York. Because mm-hmm. Cherry Corner sounds very—I don't think it's a real place, but it sounds very Hudson Valley, right? Uh, or Adirondacks. Mm-hmm. Those are the two areas I think that would make sense. Either the Catskills, because we've seen mountains and lakes in upstate New York, Catskills and Adirondacks would be the two places that right. that would make sense to be. Um, so it seems like next week they're going to be traveling up to Cherry Corners, mm-hmm. which will be fun. A little road trip. Well, everybody's making their way there, right? Like... Yeah. They're all going to converge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that... That is the end of Misty and Walter for the week. Ooh, Ty. We get very little Ty this week, but it is... It's intense, Significant, though. yeah. She's... We get one one hospital visit. Yeah, so we pick up right after the accident. Mm-hmm. Ty is in the room with Simone, sort of half hallucinating, half communicating with a nurse who says, we're not out of the woods yet. Yep, we're not out of the woods yet. <laughs> And Ty has drawn the symbol on uh, Simone's hand. Appears that other Ty has because yes. Ty clearly doesn't remember doing that. And she's horrified yeah. in the first, like, that, that to, she like, would have done that. Yeah. We're not yeah. out of the woods. Yeah. Yeah, girl, we know. None of us are. No. <laughs> not out of the woods. Then we see her in the hospital. What I assume is the hospital bathroom taking right. Adderall mm-hmm. again. Trying to stay not, up. Not the best idea. No. Um, but then we get the mirror scene again. Woo! Oh, I love mm. a spooky mirror. <laughs> you do love a spooky mirror. I really do. It's I, I fall. It just like it always works for me. She spins around and her reflection does not. And she's mouthing something, which I think the, the Reddit 
detectives have figured out is probably go to her. I think so. I referencing thought, Van. I thought it said uh, what I was reading it as, and I knew it didn't make like I couldn't find context for it to make it make sense. But it looked to me like don't shoot her until you suggested go to her. And I was like, oh, obviously, which it's, I got from Reddit. I didn't. Well, I couldn't figure that out either. Especially because she follows up with, I love something like she does. What scared the shit out of me, where she really weirdly places her hands mm-hmm. over her face, yeah. and it was I was horrified, and then I realized like that's who that's Van, right? Van's like, mask. That's yeah. her. Oh, I was thinking From her bandages. Oh, it could be either the bandages oh. and the scarring, or it looked kind of like the mask from Doom Coming that I made for her. Okay, I just, I don't remember off the top yeah. of my head what the mask looked like, but either way, either way, it's the same thing. Yeah. But it is it is such a weird spooky thing to do yeah um but she looks really scared yeah our version of ty Mm -hmm. so she leaves and runs into her campaign manager in the icu lobby and decides to take her car can i i know your campaign manager is there to manage your campaign and like do what i think it's her chief of staff at this point okay she's either way you can't just make somebody give you their car i know but she does yeah she yeah. does. And says her talks report was clean except for Adderall, but her co- the cops want to get her run running the red light. Ty does not care. No, not at all. Um, so she grabs the keys and starts to call Jessica Roberts. And next week, we get Lauren Ambrose. I can't I'm wait. I'm so excited. I can't wait I'm... to cry when the two of them see each uh, other for the first time. I just, as someone, we've talked about this, but as someone who was obsessed with Six Feet Under, <laughs> and especially Claire, Lauren Ambrose's character, who is a photographer, I'm like so excited to see her again. I can't wait. So shall we wrap up with uh, uh, the main event of this yeah. week, Matt and Lottie? Woo! Yeah, this was, there was a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. Also a lot of sort of fun moments as well, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, it's two people who have known each other for a very long time, and Clearly, I think even through all of this, as fucked up as they both are right now, you could tell they both love each other. There's some affection there for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no trust whatsoever. No, but... <laughs> understandably so. Yeah. But there's some there's some history and affection there mm-hmm. for sure. Nat is sort of sneaking around the campus. I know. <laughs> like, I've um, talked about it every week. Her physicality is so good. It's I. It's so funny. It's such an odd choice. It's not, not an odd choice. It's such a unique and specific choice. Yeah. I don't yeah. really understand what she's doing, but I love it. So I could just watch her walk around. She's like for skulking. An hour. Yeah. She's like peeking in windows. It's like weirdly watching... flamboyant. It's it's very fun to see this little intruder kind, even though she's stuck there. It's not by her choice, but she's yeah. like a, a fun little interloper right now. It's it's hilarious. She's like skulking around, peeking through windows, watching Lottie like do treatments with people. Um, and she's like kind of wandering around and she runs into Lisa, mm-hmm. whose name we now know, um, holding a chicken. Uh-huh. It was... Not long for this world. She's outside of Lottie's cabin. Charlotte. Charlotte's cabin. Excuse me. Yes. She's outside of Charlotte's cabin. Which, of course, has antlers over top. Of course. We see this really interesting interaction between Nat and Lisa where, like, they're they're both kind of posturing, but I feel like the only one that has any real... Uh, gravitas there is Nat. Of course. Like Lisa's trying to look tough and like mm-hmm. cutting off the chicken's head and Nat's like you probably shouldn't swing an axe like that. You're gonna <laughs> hurt yourself. 
Um, we also see uh, after she kills the chicken, there's like blood on this like mossy stump next to her. This is what I mean about the dripping thing. So the blood's dripping off the mossy tree. And then that flips to the next scene of um, back in the hospital, like Simone's blood transfusion. Oh, right, right, right. We just keep seeing these things like mm-hmm. connecting well, back to the idea of dripping blood. Ilverde song. Um, so Nat's looking at the chore schedule. And the uh, things you can sign up for, and Lot says she should sign up for something. Things like water and weed, the food forest. Yes. Clean the massage stones, Uh which sounds disgusting. Um, This is another moment where her physicality is incredible. Lottie's like, come on. And like the way that Nat walks behind her, she's got like a silly walk going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's like petulant. She's like being like. She's being a child. Yeah. It's like um, in, this is what I was going to cut out earlier. There's a scene in um, Robin Hood Men in Tights. And he's like, walk this way. And he like. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they follow behind him. She's doing yeah. that walk. She is. I know. I loved it. Uh, and she's got that flowy shirt on. She's just yeah. so. She's wearing the same clothes she's been wearing for days. She's not putting that fucking purple on. Okay. <laughs> nope. She refuses. But so then they, um, Lottie walks them over to the hives. And this is where we hear her speech about, about yellow jackets mm-hmm. or bees right and it is so on the nose like they all yes. vibrate to keep her warm yes how, how thoughtful, thoughtful. <laughs> and she says when a new queen hatches the first thing she does is sting all the other unborn queens to death um nat says i can see why you like them and lottie <laughs> says it isn't brutal it's natural it's simply what has to be done otherwise they starve we all do it is a false dichotomy. Nature can and often is brutal. <laughs> yes. And natural. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then when we come back to them, the cult members are all sitting in a circle. Two of them are in the center, <laughs> hugging and everyone claps. Nat is sitting like a toddler who has just finished throwing the biggest tantrum. And she's got that purple shawl that you know Lottie just threw over her shoulders when she sat down. She's sitting perpendicular to the yoga mat. <laughs> it's like she just plopped down. Yeah. And like, fine. Yeah. It's so good. I know. I love it. And so she tries to get, Lottie tries to get Natalie into the the sharing circle or whatever it is that they're doing. And Lottie is very resistant. Um, and so she brings up Lisa. Can- Nat is very resistant. I'm sorry. Yes, Nat is very resistant. Lottie is not resistant. No, um, no, but she does get up. She I, does. She does. I mean, like, yeah, she does. She's. I mean, she's clearly humoring Lottie. Mm-hmm. I think maybe just because of their history. But right. Right. She gets up, but she refuses to participate in yeah. any meaningful way. And so then Lottie brings up Lisa. And this was some manipulative shit. This is yes, like this is gross. I still haven't watched the Teal Swan documentary. And I, I really need to, but... But this is textbook cult behavior. I haven't yes. watched that either, but I think I told you I listened to the podcast and I am yeah. cult obsessed. This is textbook. Yeah. This is like... Yeah. Kind of pitting them against each mm-hmm. other. She, like, encourages Lisa to basically grab the fork and, like, stab Natalie back. Which I didn't notice the first time through. That fork has a bent um, tine. Yes. Which means it's the same... Lottie, it's that, f- it's yeah. that fucking fork. Yeah. So unnecessary. Yes, I know. It's pretty sick, These actually. These people and their symbols, my God. I know. I know. But instead of stabbing her, she hugs her and says, uh, I understand and I forgive you. Uh-huh. Which is very sweet. I'm worried about Lisa. I'm really worried about Lisa. 
I, last week I said wilderness baby. I actually don't know if I did. Did I say that on the podcast? I did. Um, I, think so. I don't think she's wilderness baby anymore. I don't either. I'm, I, I don't, I think most of these people on this show who we are trying, who like seem mysterious or that we are trying to put more into is totally us yep. reading them as such because we want so badly to, which is funny. We're tr- all trying to make meaning out of this situation they had that's beyond them that maybe isn't. I mean, to be fair, I think the reason all this started is partly because they, um, people researched this actress and found out that she is 25. Yeah. And so it was just like, oh my God, uh-huh. 25 years old. But, and I also saw some speculation that it's actually Nat's daughter that Nat doesn't know that like gave up for adoption or something. I don't know. There's a lot of bending over backwards huh. to try to put things into, yeah. into different possibilities, which not impossible, but. That seems very soap opera-y. Although I wouldn't, if we find out that Nat gets pregnant and puts a baby up for adoption, it is it would not surprise me that Lot Lottie would go to like uh, extremes <laughs> to orchestrate their their yeah. reunion just for totally. her own like weird I don't know yeah like God I really complex. like this actress too yeah I, she's I great. like her her facial her facial acting yeah, work yeah, yeah. is is great in this scene you can see her she's like afraid of Natalie but she's also sort of like processing that fear and mm-hmm. trying to be brave and. And also trying to be understanding and and also just flat out annoyed though because like, yes I tried to save your life and then you stabbed me with a fork like what the fuck yeah yeah, yeah. no I really I lo- I like her in this scene a lot mm-hmm. oh right then yeah then Lottie goes back out to the hive all of the bees are dead um, which is an interesting parallel to what we've seen with the all of the dead birds um, mm, yeah. Uh, anytime yeah. a swarm of anything dies <laughs> well and so I think it's interesting because normally in real life when that happens it's nearly well it is always some sort of environmental mm-hmm. contagion contamination right. human presence situation pollution whatever and we talked at the beginning of this season about how if this is some sort of like environmental disaster yeah. that's causing all of this, it's like kind of fitting that it's a bunch of girls from Jersey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but turns out what, what Lottie is seeing is not actually there. She's no. seeing blood on the hive. She's seeing blood on her own hands, but then we see her put her hands up to her head and there's no blood on them. Right. So we know she's hallucinating. Um, but the, the blood when she, yeah, devastated she's devastated okay. in this yeah. moment. Hallu- yeah. Like, hallu- you know, good for us and for the universe that this is a hallucination because I don't know what if not, but uh, it is either way. She is. I mean, this really wrecks her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked last week about how we feel like the reason she didn't tell Nat about what happened with the vision with Laura Lee is because she's trying to pretend she's okay. Mm-hmm. And none of this is really still affecting her right. that she's not having visions and hallucinations and stuff. Um, and it's telling too that it's not she hallucinates these dead bees and the blood and then also has she hears the mm-hmm. one of the which the captions refer to them as acolytes yeah um, she hears one of her acolytes she thinks say you'll verde song so mm-hmm. it's that same you know yeah so I think in yeah. her head she thinks that what she's what? actually saying is like are you coming to lunch <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um yeah, she looks absolutely terrified in this scene. And again, the blood is dripping everywhere mm-hmm. from the hive. 
this is coming back. Yeah. The dripping. Oh, the yeah. thing with Mari. I'm fixated on it right now. I'm like, something's dripping in the walls of the uh-huh, house uh-huh. or in the basement or in the hatch underneath the yep. porch or something. So. Well, and Lottie in the past, at least, believed that when it asked for blood and they provided blood, things got better. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder what that's going to mean for her. Yeah. In 2021. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this leads into the preview for for next week, which we can talk about a little bit. There's a few things that we that we knew were coming and a few mm-hmm. things that I think that are that are new. Um, and so speaking of Lottie, we see her kind of speaking to someone about this and saying, I started having visions and they need to stop. Um, we see the Queen of Hearts again. Mm-hmm. The card, the deck of cards is coming, coming back soon, I think. Um, and we also see Walter and Misty on their road trip, which is, I love that she's going to bring Walter into that mess. This poor guy. He does not know. Like maybe he does. Yeah. Yeah. I, this show's so good. It depends on when you catch me, what I think is going on because Walter, he's another one who could be anything and I would buy it if they Mm -hmm. give me a good enough reason. You hear Callie saying, I'm so fucking over secrets. Bunch Fair. of different flashes of like Nat watching Lottie. Lottie in what looks like a mall. We've seen a version of this before. Mm-hmm. Um, but wearing her like woods clothing. Do we think that's going to end up being a, a hallucination? Yeah, I do. I do. I do mean, think, who knows? But I think her in the mall. It's even shot. It's like uh, it's it's a very quick shot, but it looks kind of like fisheye lens. Yeah, it also looks me. like The Last of Us, which I still need you to watch. Oh um, yeah, it looks like a scene from The Last of Us. Hmm. But we get a shot of her going into like a down the hatch, which yep. doesn't it shot very differently. It do, that looks to me much more real, but who knows? I hope it's real. I I feel I'm like ready we've for seen a hatch. So, I know we've seen so many hints of this underground situation. Mm-hmm all of these flashes of Lottie in like an underground tunnel with candles. And I've just been waiting for them to, to find something like this. So I hope it's real. Um, but that's also just me being more of a rationalist and, and still wanting more rational <laughs> right. explanations for things. Um, we also see what looks like Nat looking through ice and then Travis pulling her out of the ice. Mm-hmm. I think we're finally probably going to see, why she falls through the ice at some point right um and then we see ty show up at van's little shop we'll finally get our lauren ambrose still only took till episode four i like simone but if i like yeah i like simone too but i feel like simone is not a match for ty and van is do you think this is a show do you think that they'll do you think there's a possibility they'll let simone die Um, I think that more significant people are going to die this season. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Simone dies, but I also feel like it's sort of like Simone is Ty's last tether to reality. Yeah, that's true. Like current reality. Like we haven't seen anything of Ty's actual family. No. In 2021, Simone and Sammy are the only sort of quote unquote normal part of her life. And so I don't know. I mean, 
where's Sammy when she's going to see Van? Who's got Sammy? Yeah, that's a really good question. Was he just kind of hanging out in the house with the dog? It's a home alone. <laughs> I hope it's a home alone. Mm-hmm. Just Sammy and Steve protecting the house. This is my house. I have to protect it. That's a spinoff I need. Hell yeah. So I don't know that I have any wild theories for next week. I'm just excited to see um, Ty and Van. Yeah, that's what I'm most, uh, most looking forward to. And Walter and Missy's to. road trip. Yep, absolutely. Um, I have to play something for you before we end. I know we have to actually have an ending. Wild West City, a city running wild. I'm on the Wild West City, bring the missus and the child. Gonna wear my hat, twirl my gun, join the posse and have some fun at Wild West City, a city running wild. And then I'll also, if you want to watch this video, head over to our Twitter at WatchersPodNJ to see the whole thing. And it's a stunning commercial is so great. five pixel glory. Oh, my God. I know. So funny. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. I love a local commercial. Oh, my I God. A, so much. And everyone that grew up in northern New Jersey knows that song. That's so funny. Yeah, it's great. So that's our episode for the week. We did it. So, yeah. In the meantime, follow our Instagram and our Twitter. Keep up with us. Um, At WatchersPod and Jay. Tell your friends. Please. Tell your enemies. (laughs) Yeah, especially tell your enemies. Keep in touch with us and uh, let us know your wild theories. Yes, please. I would love that. I really would. I would love to hear what everybody else is thinking. Yeah. And so we are WatchersPod and Jay on Instagram and Twitter. I am Jody, J-O-D-I-E underscore M-I-M on Instagram and Twitter. Even though all I do is repost Watchers Pod and Jay. <laughs> I'm at AQ Andrea Q on Instagram and Twitter. There you go. The antler queen herself. So, yeah, we will see you next week. Bye. See you in the woods. Bye.